I squirted. Ah, hello, everybody. Uh, it's all over, dude. <laughs> can't do the uh, Frank voice. Gotta let you down a little bit on that one. I don't have that hosting uh, just stature like he does, but welcome to Lunch Beers. Uh, we have so little, little different tonight. Wing it and ring it, squad, dude. Yeah, we're winging it. We're going with it. Uh, Jared is currently pitching in a playoff baseball game, so we don't even want to text him right now because he's probably striking kids out. And Frank's Frank's franking it up, big Frank. He's 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 franking it up. He's killing it somewhere. We don't we don't exactly know, but he, we just know that he's thriving. Uh, so it's episode six. I took the honor of honoring this as specifically the Miami Heat LeBron episode. So my question is because we brought up LeBron so many times, uh, Ralph, answer this for me. Uh oh, who do you think loves LeBron more, Eli or LeBron's wife? Oh, Eli. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm yeah hammer. <laughs> Minus 5,000. <laughs> and while I'm hammering that bet of me loving LeBron more than his wife, Birthright Brewing, beer of the day. We got... um. That's a good segue. <laughs> mind Slip Pale Ale. Yeah, the opposite of a Mind Slip, I guess. The Mind Slip Pale Ale, Birthright Brewing, um, 5.8%. Not... It's not... Dude, it's really good. It's so good, dude. <laughs> um, up in Nazareth, uh, check it out. Lady and I go there quite a bit. Um, just su- just super awesome, just tiny brewery, dude. But what what would what would you rate this beer? Um, I I would start with um, I panic. I think I would give it a I'll give it a six point five. It isn't my favorite because it has a little bit of that uh, it can have that little bit of a stale, hazy aftertaste mm-hmm. that kind of sticks with you. But it uh, it goes down great. It tastes great. I need a beer after today, so I think everything lines up for a decent rating. Um, <clears throat> for me personally, I don't know. I'm pro- I'm probably gonna go with like a, a six point four, but I think it's really solid. Did you prices right me? Did I? You <laughs> that's guys, the second time that's happened. I don't you know. Guys man. Do that a lot on this show. <laughs> everyone, I, bro. Everyone's trying to one under me. <laughs> it's definitely subconscious. I don't know, but I've had higher ratings ratings than you. Um, True for other ones, but. No, I, th- I think it's really solid. I think it's just like, this is a beer. And I love when I could just say this is a beer because they're just easy to drink and everything. But yeah. Ralph, what do you think? Yeah, listen, I'm not much of an IPA dude. I know it's not, it's more of a pale ale type of deal. Um, little back, little backstory here. I'm kind of skeptical when I drink beer now. Last summer I had an allergic reaction to beer um, when I was out at a brewery. So ever since then I kind of get skeeved out drinking beer. But what? why i don't know there was something in one of the beers that i drank it caused me to go to the er because my throat was closing up scared the shit out of me oh my god yeah like a real story you you know i actually just found out after years of drinking tito's that i'm allergic to tito's that sucks i was sitting on my couch drinking (laughs) haha yeah (laughs) you you guys are soft yeah we get it (laughs) it it was a movie whatever it was a movie night whatever i'm just sitting enjoying my night and i'm like breaking out dude bright red all over my hands and i'm like what the fuck did i hit my hands or something go up take a shower man i'm covered in hives and i am with the rest of the tito's bottle yeah top to bottom well no because (laughs) i was like what where the hell did this come from is it from like uh the the juice i was using or is it from the vodka or what like i don't know and then i drank the rest of the tito's bottle the following day because i have issues and it happened again, so I'm allergic to the uh, gluten-free alcohol that everyone, everybody raves about. Everyone raves about. 
I get it. It hurts. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. The whole beer thing. Like, I'm trying to get back into it. You guys know I start ripping sours again because they're not as hoppy and whatnot. Because mm, mm. taking a sip of this, dude. I don't know. It could be a nice little segue for me to get back into the game of beer. I did like beer prior to my allergic reaction. Um, peer pressure. I'm literally gonna throw. No, yeah, right. Like, I'm sitting here getting peer pressured by the boys. I might die on the ride home. So if you don't hear from me, you know, R.I.P. But um, no, I'll, it's actually pretty good. I'm gonna throw it a six point seven. I think it's a decent beer. The highest really? rating of the I'm group. I'm telling you, like if I was going to get back into the beer game and drink a lot more than I should, this is probably a beer I would go to sip on daily Do- after work. Doesn't even like IPAs and gives it the highest rating in the room. Right? Yeah, he's a he's reckless, that Ralph. Wreck it, Ralph. Um, so the one cool thing coming up is we had a website bill out and we're going to put all our beer ratings up on them and we're going to show you where to buy them. And I think Nick wants to take it away because he is the man that made it happen. So why don't you inform us a it's, bit, Nick? It's nothing crazy yet. We we just got our, our landing page pretty much is a little uh, snapshot of who we are, but we're going to continuously build off it and add merch, add our beer ratings, add, uh, you know, whoever we're working with, uh, different types of content. So it's definitely going to be a source of any and all information on multiple different channels because you might follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Uh, it's not always consolidated, so we are going to have that all in there. Uh, www.lunchbeerspodcast.com. Check I it out. I do want to shout out Eli. Well, I guess the boys are the Twitter page. Oh, my you God. guys <laughs> pumping it up, dude. I think it's great, man. There was a, a couple weeks ago, Eli literally put in the chat, was like, my goal is to get this account above 100 followers by the end of the day. <laughs> And then, like, it's what over close to two fifty. Yeah, I think it's, we're knock, it, knock, knocking on heaven's door for two fifty. Forty five minutes. We just like everybody's cool. phone died. Yeah. There's so many notifications. It was almost nauseating. Think about it, dude. You can't give free drugs to one hundred and fifty people in one day. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Dude, nah. I was. It was fun. Honestly, I had a good time. Who, I get who, it. Whoever that guy was talking shit about getting non-slip shoes the other week, oh, go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck that guy, dude. All right. No, but from you, the other you side, though, you're you awesome. You don't know my story. You don't know my floors. All right. Fuck you. I've worked in a restaurant. That we love funny. you. Honestly, no, I, was, I love you. It was hilarious. I was crack. I was taking a shit as I saw it, and it was, I was cracking up. It made it made me shit harder. I was laughing that hard. That is hilarious. Uh, speaking of, you know, doing that thing, that number two, you just said. With the work changes, I mean, the office talks a little different for you now, Nick. Why don't you catch people up a little bit since, you know, you left and you're doing your own thing? Like, what's, what's, do you get, do you still have the satisfaction of the number two on the clock? Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime, pooping no, on company dude, time. No. What's up? I, I put myself in, in that, in that spot. I mean, I, I always told, um, I always told people my ultimate goal in life is, uh, I don't want to wake up to an alarm clock because I set it for someone else, right? I don't want to wake up and show up because someone else told me to, to show up at a specific time. And uh, fortunately, I've been able to give myself the opportunity where I literally just wake up for me and I do what I want to do. So I uh, love to hear that. You know, I'm kind of in a, a multifaceted role right now between some investments and uh, some operational stuff for for one or two businesses that I'm involved and in. And some so, lunch beers operations. Yeah, so much lunch beers. <laughs> in the operation of drinking lunch beers. Absolutely, man, every day. Except he doesn't have to report to HR or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah, dude, I am HR. How crazy is that? <laughs> but nah, dude, it's, it's nice. And I, I will always tell anyone, if you have an idea, like, go for it. 
don't quit your whole job and and throw your life away for for an idea, but test it out. You know, you you can spend an hour a day on something and see if it works or not, see if it sticks, and then you can just grow from there and go for it. You know, that's honestly what I did. You know, find your passion and go for it. He's crushing it. Yeah, kind of jealous. Yeah. We're slaves to America, and he's crushing it right now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, it's kind of difficult when you're a slave to America when they put donuts out in the break room in the morning, and you can't deny them after a workout. Because I ate three jelly donuts this morning. <laughs> Damn. I think that's more shameful than drinking a beer at work at you, 10 a.m. You just obliterated your workout. <laughs> just said screw it at that point. That's kind of sad. I'm sorry for you. They were so good, dude. It's unbelievable. I think they just tasted better than the work I had to do. Well, which donuts would you rather prefer at work? What's your what's your go to donut in the office? Jelly, dude, it was awesome. But like the I powder could, jelly or just the? I don't care, man. Just jam it, you know. Put nice. jam in the middle. Ba- Boston cream, dude. Fuck around, mm, as, Boston as, cream. As a strict New York fan, dude. Boston cream, <laughs> dude. It's Boston cream or French crawler. You ever fuck around with a French crawler? Is that the one that looks like a braid? Yes, mm. with the glaze on it, dude. I don't know what it is I about have, that donut. <sighs> I have danced with the devil on those mm. Dunkin' Donuts. Not that I'm trying to plug you here. You guys do the French crawler right, dude. They do it right. They figured it out. They do it right. They're not helping when it comes to like body health. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just had to throw that out there. I think it was my shame kind of eating at me a little bit because I just had to almost let people know I did it. Like I made eye contact with people when it happened. But like, I don't know. That was just my thing. I mean, like, what else do you have? I know, Ralph, you're back in the office. Like, you well, got anything for me? Anything, you know, I say office. We're back Where's in the office where I'm slowly going to make my way out of the office. Um, they just implemented brand new policies and shit like that to wear a mask back in it, regardless if you're vaccinated or not. Um, listen, not going to get too political on it. That's not the purpose of this show. Uh, but I'm just not dealing with it. If I have the option to work from home and produce more working from home than I do in the office, instead of driving 52 minutes there and back every single day, specifically I'm going to take that option. So fair, um, fair enough. I, I see so many things on LinkedIn and everything about how, imp, you know, employers kind of got to step up and say, why is it now mandatory to come back? If it was mandatory to stay home, why is it mandatory to come back? So we're in a very interesting spot where we're going to see the work environment for employees change a lot with this remote and, uh, you know, half remote, half in office, full-time remote, et cetera. Like it's going to change the landscape. And and ultimately it, it does scare me a little bit because you're going to get to the point where you're always accessible by your employer. And you also don't have happy hours. Right. But I like that you said accessible by your employer. But on the flip side, dude, we're right now in a society where no one wants to fucking work. So it's almost like you're a necessity right now. Right. So that's like that weird tug of war on both sides where it's like, listen, trust that I'm going to do what's best for the business and trust that I know what's going on on my side as long as you have my back. So I don't know. I just think there's been some like weird awakening between employer and employee, right? Like we've been Mm -hmm. doing the hybrid schedule. It's worked out. I actually like going into the office, but not now that you have to just wear a mask. Like it's just, it's so frustrating. It's just like, why? Like going back to the office should be a gift at this point. And it's like, Hey, you can do it with all the pains and struggling of now having Mm -hmm. to abide by all these rules that we fought so hard to get out of. So it's more or less, it's more or less the inconsistencies with it that, bugs me more than anything you know I'm, I'm all for I personally I don't have any issues but there might be someone next to me that might have issues and 
you know, I am self-conscious about that. I'm courteous about the people around me, but it's one day yes, one day no. One day mm-hmm. yes, one day no. One day still no, eh, maybe the next day. And that's personally just what I don't like about it. Yeah, it's uh, you go to a lunch beer to get away from the office sometimes. So we don't want to bog that down too hard. But the one thing that I will be leaving the office for soon, actually with Frank, I'm a little disappointed. Can't get excited with me right now, but I'll just air five the empty seat across I'm so from hyped. Me. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Yo, dead and Re- co. Replacement friend. Leaving work to see John Mayer shred a guitar is by definition my existence. That is me as a person. I could never be in action more. Than the, that is my life. And I am I cannot wait to leave work early with Frankie and go see dead and co. Unfortunately, a Mets stadium, but God bless them for hosting. But yeah, it's going to be, dude, it's going to be so sick. Are you guys, uh, do you have any type of like concert or event? I mean, you know, we got the dangers of what we just talked about, but any events, any concerts that you guys are looking coming up? There's a lot. I do giant games. Um, my girlfriend and I, big Giants fan, her dad holds season tickets. So pretty stoked that football's coming back. You know, speaking of the Giants, kind of like embarrassing us in front of the public, yeah, fighting dude. amongst your own teams. Mm-hmm. Kind of sucks. Shout, I hate that. shout out to Joe Judge for, oh, ma- yeah. for making them just start doing sprints and push-ups, Hell dude. 100-yard yeah. uh, wind outs or whatever. See, that's a good coach. And I feel like the Giants are very uh, mentality driven, where if they start getting beat, they just end up beating themselves because they don't stick with it. Good for him to have a stand-up guy actually drive him and and tell him what's right and wrong, keep it going. Oh yeah, dude. It just it kind of just shows how much of a fool we are, you know. Especially being like a Giants fan, watching that happen. It's like, what? I get like being competitive on the field even during practice is one thing, but like, you're really gonna fight. Like, not only that, you're gonna throw your quarterback on the bottom of a dog pile and then just be like, yeah, like. No I mean, big in all deal. fairness, he had like what eleven touchdowns last year or something like that. We're, listen, we're jumping okay. too much yeah, into sports yeah, yeah, early yeah, on. Yeah. We're still doing office talk. Dipping out to go see football games is something I'm excited to do. Well, um, personally for me, I mean, um, so I'm going to be going up to Boston with, uh, with the ladies' family and stuff. I'm going to be watching the Yankees play against Boston sometime in September. So that's that's the only trip I have planned out in the upcoming weeks. But I feel like we should talk about how Music Fest is literally starting in two days, dude. Listen, if you're in this that's area. That's what I'm doing. If, if you're in this area, they should give you a day off for it. That's like an event, especially around here. You should get the day off. It should be excused and you should be able to just go out with your teams. If you're working from your phones, just dip out, listen to good music, answer your damn emails, do your calls, whatever you got to do. But you should be able to plow on some beers with the team and just listen to good music throughout the day. I'm not looking forward to the parking situation because we're, you know, kind there. of right on Main Street almost. Yeah. We're on we're on like a, a lower end of Main Street. and uh, Or the, the Uber rides. The, dude, the tickets go crazy. I, I don't even know what we're going to do. It's Bethlehem gonna, it's Parking is my arch nemesis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... That is uh that is tough, but that's the one nice thing about COVID is if COVID showed us anything, it's that we can do our job at our house. So like we're we're gonna do it at our house, so we don't have to have that inconvenience. Yeah, you guys are literally like a block away. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can have a beer like in front of our house. Like it's it's that yeah. in the mix. What do you? What are the best spots for Music Fest for you? <sighs> that's tough. I kind of almost have to give a shout out to the joint because like they fuel my music fest with Americanos. Uh, 
honestly love them. Um, as far as food goes, it's tough. The gyros are super good that you find up by Hotel B. Hotel B is fire. Mm-hmm. Ho- then that's Hotel Bethlehem for anybody that's not from here. That's it's kind of like the major anchor of this area that makes it historic. It is. I don't think it is the one. It, yeah, it you is go deep. in there and it's like, I actually worked out one time with like the 10 pound dumbbells that they had in the gym and apparently the rock stayed there. So I told myself the whole time that he used those weights. Stay focused. <laughs> he, has no, he has no business with like 10s. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that video of him yelling at himself in the yeah. mirror? Focus. Yeah, the that time. was not me. Um, one look at my Instagram will tell you that though. That's what awesome. are you guys uh, looking forward to the most? There's a crab cake stand, dude. Oh yeah, I just thought of more stuff. I can't. There's so there's so many small little shops that are just specialized, but there's this little crab cake stand behind, like down under behind Hotel B, where the bridge kind of starts there. Um, untouchable, dude. Crab cakes, crab bisque, whatever. I'm just going all in, and it's actually fresh. I, I don't know. Yeah, they actually pull know. it out of the water right in front of you. It's that, the craziest that thing, thing. That thing just gets me going, Ralph. You got any spots? I wouldn't even say it's the whole vibe of it, man. It's beautiful. Like you're just like it's like a gigantic block party. Everybody that's here just right, wants to have fun. No, but like seriously, it's, it brings me back to like college, man. Like everybody just wants to have fun, drink, eat, listen to music. You meet dope people. Like catch us around, guys. We're gonna be out potentially passing out some lunch beer stuff for you guys. So if you see us, shake our hand, say what up, slug a beer back. Yeah, I cannot wait. I'm like up there all week that's those little street shows like here's this right you have a girl you want to take out bring her to music fest get yourself something good to eat and pick one of the musicians and sit and watch them because every last person that you see with an instrument out there is just incredible like they really are i'm gonna eat gyros and crab cakes every day yeah and also if you need a refill i'm shouting out corks right now because i feel like people look at the front of cork and they're like Big bar, blah, 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 nicest bar on Main Street, one of, if not, you know, whatever your opinion is, subjective. They are the quickest beer spot. They're like my goat, they're like my watering hole. Like I go in there, I'm like, yo, whatever bartender I made a connection with that week because I'm in there when it's breakfast time all week. Hey, I need this beer, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, all right, $3. Here's 47 ounces of Trogues IPA. You cannot go wrong. And then, you know, OBT for Quates when you're winding down. That sounded good. It's it is good. <laughs> that just sounded good off your lips. It <laughs> just sounded insane. Wow, music fest gonna be a fun time. Hopefully, we see you guys there. Um, yeah, we we want to see you. And if we don't see you, we hope you have an awesome time because it's the best. And tweet, contact us any which way. You got any questions about where to go, what to do, how to do it? Like, hit us up. We got you. We will take the time. Word on the street is they might see a wild Eli and some friends with guitars up and down the I street. I was just about to lead into that, dude. You got to start just jamming out. Just That's a word our, on the street. Our, I don't know. Our, our, maybe, our, little, our little artist over here. Right? Out here strumming <laughs> the strings. Being so artistic. Having fun. Maybe. Can we expect a showing on one of the street corners with a guitar? I mean, I could probably inconvenience a few people on a street corner. <laughs> I'll throw a dollar in your case. That'd be kind of cool, man. That'd be the the most money I've made in a while. But um, yeah, no, I 
Yeah, I would are definitely you, happily. Are you, are you good, bro? <laughs> I don't know. Ask me in like 30 minutes. Do you have a nine to five? Do, do you have do the job? Do you need help? Hey, call man. Me, call me, man. I'm, I'm one wall away from bro, you. Bro, Sally Mae keeps looking through the peephole in the front of our apartment. Like, yo, what's up, bro? <laughs> a, I haven't heard from you in a while. She's a sneaky bitch, that Sally Mae. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know who's not looking for money, though? Dude, everybody that signed with the Bulls. Ooh. What is going on in Chicago, bro? I don't know, man. Dude, Lonzo know. Ball just right like uh, Lonzo Ball skipped up to Chicago and was just like, you know what? Let me just make more bread. Like it's that simple. I'm gonna I'm gonna join my boy Levine and we're just gonna kill it. And I actually am pretty sure they signed somebody else, but it doesn't really matter though, because the Lakers are gonna win the chip. And like, that was kind of wild too. I don't follow NBA that much, dude, but seeing Carmelo Anthony making this transition out to Cali is uh I feel like that's overly stacking the Lakers for a season. But I mean, like I said, I don't follow the NBA that much, but something tells me having LeBron James and Anthony on one team is just like a powerhouse. Yeah, I I mean the the Bulls definitely shelled out a ton of money, but I think the Lakers ultimately won in that in, in all the trades that have been going on recently, they just picked up kind, kind of like a legacy team. All, all of the greats throughout the years, their players are a little bit older right now, but they're so skilled and so knowledgeable of everything. You know, most of these players are in their early 20s and stuff. And now you got a bunch of old heads who have been in the game for so long and are still, still way up there. Is so LeBron any, James any, an old head? Yeah, LeBron James yeah, is thirty six. Yeah, he's been in there for a hot minute. You guys I witnessed mean, it. We had that. I had the conversation with our boy Moolah downstairs, and that is that's the government. That's you know he showed me his birth certificate at the bar top. He, his name is Moolah, and so he was saying it's like the Lakers, like they're old, like they are old right now, but they are good. And you have two guys on that team that deserve a ring. Two guys that are overdue. You got a question if Lady Karma is going to be involved this year. Who doesn't want to see Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony get a ring? Yeah. I mean, they've always kind of been like number twos, right? They've always number twos. Number, it's Melo was a number one for a long time with the Knicks, and he was he was there with the Nuggets as well. He fell off a little bit. You know, it's just age. Unlike mm-hmm. Tom Brady, like the rest of us get older and we slow down. Mm-hmm. I can barely go to work and sit in a chair with the torn MCL, but I can't walk down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. But I mean, like when you throw the Lakers in, you got these guys that deserve it. You got Russ, you got Melo. They're looking to bring in Drogic. They're looking to bring in Iggy. They're looking to bring in Ariza. Dude, it's it's a total overhaul. They traded a couple spare parts in Kuzma, Harrell, Case. Like, I get it. I love those guys. I appreciate what they did for LA. But this unit right now is crazy, and I don't think like 40 mil from the Knicks to Derrick Rose is going to be the thing that stops it. I just don't see that. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, you got Melo. Again, Mula, he said that that man can shoot in a phone booth. Like He doesn't need space. (laughs) He don't need space. He doesn't need space. You remember what Ray Allen did when LeBron's with the Heat. It's what the episode is named after. It's number six. It is LeBron Miami. Black face mask, like, going in. It's Allen in the corner. It is legacy. It's some of the biggest stories that the NBA has ever had to offer. And they're going to win this year. 
so that's a future. So do you think the do you think the Lakers have turned themselves into a super team again when we had the the Warriors and the Heat going back and forth for so long? Uh you can you can quantify it as a super team probably. I mean like they have Russ. They already but it's tough like they already had AD. LeBron came over. Everybody's swapping all over the place, but I mean at the end of the day they have a max salary level player in three different spots. So, like, it's kind of hard to not give them that. I mean, the Bulls got DeRozan, they got Alonzo, and they got Levine. You know, they're a crazy team, but, like, it would be a stretch to call them a super team. Like, the Lakers have, they got, like, they have it, dude. It's there. And if they can settle in and play their role and play good basketball as a team. I I think it comes down from experience against raw young talent. Yeah, well, that's, and then to... Defense wins games, dude, you know, and, and defense is all about masterminds. You know what else wins games? Beer. The New York Giants. Yeah. No, they don't, dude. Washington <laughs> is winning the East first off. Washington football team doesn't need a name. They're so good. As, We're going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to win the All-Star game. It's going to be literally 11 people from Washington on each line. It's going to be crazy this I'll year. I'll fade you the Washington Redskins winning the Super Bowl. As I'll fade for, it so hard. Ralph, I'm a Giants fan with you. And as a Giants fan, I think the football team has probably the best underdog position right now to win it all. It, you know, Patty Mahomes is always going to be part of the picture because their team, I mean, they're falling off, but um, the Chiefs are still phenomenal. Brady's Brady and the Bucks are just a bunch of studs. But football team, bro, like they were one of the biggest contenders. Mind you, the Giants beat them twice last year, so... We will always have that above them. But they gave the Bucks the best run for their money, and they made the best pickups in the draft and through free agency where they were filling holes in their team rather than just picking up names or better players where they already have A-plus, A-minus rating players in those positions already. I, I don't know. I really think they got it, and I think they're that underdog that no one's going to be looking at, and they have a chance to really make a run. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just like pissing off Eli because when you have a team like the Giants that picks up Galladay and then well, he when, injures himself. When you've been absolutely of, dog shit for your entire NFL history, relax. I'll give you one year, <laughs> right? I'll give you one. That's it. I mean, I've been able to witness two Super Bowls with another two in the back burner that I could always talk about, but I'll, I'll give them one. Yeah, dude, I remember watching you play in those games, too. It was absolutely insane. I know, dude, right? <laughs> I made the ridiculous face into the mic saying that. You couldn't, you could, there's no speaker that would translate the sarcasm that just left my face when I said that. Does not exist. Thanks. I'm rooting for you, man. I, I do like underdogs in the NFL. Like, I think a lot of people know here, too. I don't follow sports as much. I'm a big movie guy. I come from the film industry, but I've been adapting a, more to sports. Adult film industry. Adult film industry. Yeah. That's a dark past of mine we don't talk about on this show. <laughs> but you can Google it. But we can Google it. Check me out. I have my own page on PH. Um, no, I've been exposed more to more football than anything else just because it's my girlfriend, her dad, and just everybody that I hang out with is nothing but a football nerd. And one thing that we start talking about is fantasy. Are I, uh, you guys ready for fantasy? R- r- real, real quick sidebar. <laughs> I saw your Folgers commercial. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we'll tweet that out. <laughs> That was oh, very uh, yeah, Go on our Twitter, please. Listen, and so please, I'll give you context. Please. I'll give you context so when you're listening to this, you guys can know what happened. The Folgers oh, did I a competition while we were in film school. 
and I said, well, actually I can't even say it was my, it was, uh, my colleague, Jacob Montgomery, shout out Jake. Um, Jake. Oh, and we oh. were like, oh, let's just make a commercial, things like that. And I was like, guys, if we're really going to do it, like I want to submit it. Like I want to make it happen. So we made this commercial. It was the idea of like getting hard for coffee in the morning, like your morning cup of Joe got the old school Folgers, like jingle song, things like that. Nobody wanted to act in it. So it was me. Um, <laughs> and it's, you just got to watch it and it just, listen, <laughs> watch it go viral now because we're talking about it. I would it, dude. love nothing more. I put it out there. I sent it to Folgers and then I tried like responding back, like sending an email to them and be like, Hey, just wanted to see if you got it. And I got the mailing address is no longer valid which means they blocked me. <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't like it. I'm convinced because it definitely doesn't fit their, their narrative or whatever they're going for, but give it a look. It's definitely on my Twitter page. I don't um, think much fit in that situation. I don't know. I don't know how you don't. <laughs> oh, that's what I see. I see. <laughs> I don't know how you don't have like a, a long-term wrist injury from finger blasting that. <laughs> it's bad. Dude. I'm, listen, you guys got to we'll, watch it. We'll, Let us we'll know what you think. We'll, we'll retweet it. But that that's just an insight of, of Ralph's early career right there and how, how phenomenal he's been. I spent years like perfecting my like, like film and like shots. And like, this is the one thing that's going to get me up there. Winning stuff. State awards and everything, festival awards. I mean, I'm a Ralph's an award winner. Ralph Folgers commercial that he didn't even film. He just acted in it. Like I didn't even film in it. That's oh, what's that gonna... was act, dude. I thought you just act. I thought it was normal. I thought it was just like a well, that's I mean, like a security unquote, cam, quote unquote acting. I thought a security cam I, just captured you. Look like me off Looked like another morning to me. I mean, oh no. All right, check that out. We'll retweet it. I'm scared. Yeah. Nah. Back to NFL quick yeah. fantasy. Oh, dude. Yeah. Are you guys ready for fantasy? Oh, bro, I'm a commissioner. How many leagues <laughs> are you, you in? How many leagues are you How in? How many leagues am I in? How many leagues do I run? Oh, shit. I only run one. But I think I'm going to be in two. I have like- I in ha high level leagues? You just like throwing 20 bucks here and yeah, there? Yeah, no. So I, I've literally been getting smoked by like my dad's friends for a while um, until I finally started like fighting back. I mean, I literally started in this league when I was maybe 11 years old. Um. Well, I actually remember, I don't know when it was, but Trent Green, I remember my dad came home and he was like, I picked Trent Green. I was staying up. It was like 1030 at night. I was pretty young. I just remember it being late. He's like, yeah, I got Trent Green. I was like, what do you mean you got Trent Green? I was like 10 years old, Italian hands flailing in the air, dude. Like someone's about to call like some type of authority to come check the scene out because they literally just see like wrists like flopping, dude. And I was just like, you can't do that. So I got my own team in that league. So that's my main by seriously, because that's it's not even about the money. Like I just want to beat them so I can look them in the eye the next time I see them. Be like, you know what happened? Well, we're we're gonna have our private lunch beers fantasy, and we'll we'll Ooh, give that would be we'll, cool. we'll give updates on rankings and stuff. But we're also gonna have a public one uh, to bring out to the listeners, and we'll figure out the best way. We don't know what we're gonna do, but we are gonna give prizes to Daily whoever comes fantasy. in first and stuff. Listen, this is um, why Nick literally gets paid most on the show because he comes up with shit like this that I would have been like, wow. Yeah, this that's why, why we jump him out front. Yeah, that's why he's <laughs> exactly, his ass man. afterwards. Yeah. Have I've you guys ever lunch done, money. Have you ever done an auction draft before? Yeah. No. I, I did it last year for the first time and it was like... Inherently stressful? It seemed... It, like, up front, it's awesome so until you... You got a bid for the players against people? You've been on people? anybody, right? Okay. Like, you've been on anybody. Like, any player that somebody picks, as long as you're the highest bidder, you get it. So, I, I believe we started off with $200, like, for the whole draft. 
So like Christian McCaffrey's like first pick goes out for like $84. So like for the remaining time of the draft, you only have that 120 and it's like first round. So like you have to try to plan. I I didn't know that's what it was going to be. So I jumped into it like <laughs> ready to blow money and was like, well, it's like, and I have three players and like $40 left. I don't know what to do. And then when the season starts, you get a budget for the whole season on who you can pick up. It's just, it's a whole process, dude. It's wild. You're constantly bidding. Would I do it again? I don't know. It was fun, but I don't know if I'd do it again. I, it was I a feel lot like of, that's really involved. Oh, it is because you're Very constantly involved. betting against somebody, like literally up front. Like you, you can go for any player you want if you have the money. <laughs> you guys hear that? Keep that in, dude. That's wild. I hope we picked that up. <laughs> Elliot literally just farted in my podcast studio. I hope there, you picked it up. There is no ventilation. That's in wild. Here, right? <laughs> But yeah, fantasy. God damn that man for having bodily functions. <laughs> fantasy is going to be a fun time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Your batteries just died. What was that? I was, trying to I was like, is he not recording anymore? Like, no, is no, no. This man literally just looked out like he just saw something horrific happening on my computer screen. No, I'm trying to read the outline here. Well, don't um, don't we have a don't work too hard Steelers Cowboys game? Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow, dude. If you're listening to this oh. yesterday, actually. Oh. Right? What? <laughs> Time's real. It's not real. It's fine. That's true. Whenever you listen to it, it's a thing stuff. Time's so. not real. Money's not real. You're not real. Your children aren't real. <laughs> Before we go off the deep end, <laughs> okay, I, know the, I know the one thing when you guys started the podcast, football is like, I feel like once football season comes around, a lot of these other sports aren't going to be talked about. Yeah, so it's going to be mostly football, dude. We are so, I mean, we went to Vegas last year for week one. Like we're all in. We stay at the Venetian, dude, it was the greatest thing ever. We were ripping like Mercedes up and down the strip, acting like we made like okay money and we didn't. I've and never, then just immediately just regretting it when we got back. I've never blacked out that early in a day before in my entire life. I don't even think you would have made it to church that Sunday. 7.45 in the morning, West Coast time. Blacked out. Yeah. Blacked out. Uh, the one o'clock games came on, 10 a.m. for us, uh, when we were in Vegas. I remember watching all of them, but not seeing a single thing. That's how fucked up I was. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Vegas has a buy one, get one on almost everything that makes you not able to drive. So it's not hard to, like, lose your bearing. I literally, when we were in the Venetian the one night, we were gambling in the casino I thought I was going to the bathroom and I like stumbled into like a mall and I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. Whatever, you know, malls are like a thing. Like I've seen this before. I've never seen, you know, and then I looked up and it was daytime. Oh God. And man. I was like, it's like two in the morning. Like I know that cause I just saw it, but I'm looking at a sky. I was like, okay, like one of two things happened here. Either this is made for bumbling idiots like myself or I've been laced. <laughs> So the only thing I had to do, only one or the, the other. only thing I could do was go get somebody else and show them and see if they reacted. So I got AJ. That, that blew Would my you pass, mind. like the gondola ride and everything like that? Well, not the gondola yeah, ride. Yeah, dude, there's people like the on boat. a boat. I was yeah. like, nah, bro. I was just on land. That like, was the best ice cream I've ever had, though. That was really good in, ice In that cream. artificial daytime and There's area a dude ripping, ripping guitar in there casually. I mean, I guess in Vegas, you got to be a good musician to have a gig. Oh, dude, you're a performer. 
That's all it is. Yeah. Think about all like the resident artists that live out there besides Britney Spears. Hashtag free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney, um, dude. Real shit. Free Britney. That's Port, like a thing. I think that's like Port a Gal. dream for artists to have a residency up in Vegas for a time frame because like it's just guaranteed money, guaranteed gigs for like however long. You also don't have to travel across the country. That's exhausting. Well, they man. put you up. You know? they Everybody comes yeah, to yeah, you. They, pen, pure penthouse. Like yep, and they top, keep you there. Top of the top in the hotel. Everybody and comes to you. You don't have to go to them. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I, right? I drive 20 minutes and I'm tired. I feel that. So damn. Imagine. Speaking of driving, I have a fucking fifty minute ride. But we were talking about artists. I know Eli, dude. I actually checked out the artist you did last week. So I like that you keep pumping out these little underground people. Who we got this week? Clinton Kane. Oh, dude. Yo. Oh shit. Uh, shout out Brandon, dude. So what? Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is completely off. The, so my roommate Brandon Jensen, when I lived in Hollywood, uh huh, literally BJ. Kane, BJ. Yeah, I follow Clinton him. Kane. I don't think he follows me back. I still I respect you a lot. That's why I still follow you though. <laughs> Clinton, I believe he's from Australia. He was bringing them back and forth to things like oh no, sorry, Philippines. One of those. For the first time he was in L.A., Clinton Kane used to crash. In our apartment with Brandon. Brandon introduced him into the music scene. Not like introduced him to everybody, but brought him into LA. Had a huge, huge belief in this kid. The option to manage him came up, but he was focused on helping Quill and other people. And now Clinton Kane's just this friggin artist of the week but like he's just artist of the <laughs> dude, week he's but awesome. his music's out there, dude. It's so awesome. Shout out Clinton sleeping on my bed and shit, dude. It's so you still got his number? Oh, Clinton or Brandon? I I never had Clinton's number. He would just show up and like sleep on the couch and be like, dude, crash on my bed while I'm working. We'll talk off the mic. But I mean, his one song that really turned me on to him was Chicken Tendies. Uh, I I haven't said that that way since I was probably about four or five. But I was saying it again. I mean, it was great. He, the dude, he can translate emotion through guitar like not a lot of people that I listen to. And um, I just think he's the type of guy that you can tell he really does what he does for what he does. And you see him record his videos in his room. And that's why he got picked up. So, you know, it's check him out. Clinton Kane, spelled with a K, C-K. Dude, it's so sick. I'm so, I can't even, the fact that you brought him up. Dude, and Brandon, you listen, man. I love you, dog. I love you too, Brandon. I'll, I'll shout him out only because, dude, Brandon, one of my good friends out in LA, he's still hustling out there, dude. Um, He's doing a lot of great work out there. And I love I just love seeing him perform and do his shit, um, helping these artists get up, build a leg out there. It's just cool, man. It's nice seeing the boys doing some good things, but Clinton King, check him out. Chicken Tendies. It's definitely a TikTok song. It's a vibe, I feel. I feel like there's going to be dances coming out with that guy. Um, but I think that's it, Nick. What yeah. do you think? I'm I'm over this. <laughs> I got a 50-minute commute home and, talking about you over I this. I think we have to fix our Any, HVAC. Anyways, yeah. guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, sadly, Jareed and, and Frank the Tank could not be here today, but that's okay because they're part of the B squad and we are the A team over here. So, oh, love and miss th- those guys. Th- guy. th- thanks for chilling with us, and we will see you next week. That'll be the test if they listen. Find us at Music Fest, www.lunchbeerspodcast.com. Mm. And uh, they used a restaurant. Peace. Yeah. Later. Yo, maybe you grab a beer.